Hi friends, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to introduce you guys to the marketing queen, my friend, Nicole. Nicole is a marketing and brand strategist, helping entrepreneurs and personal brands to start, launch, and market their genius so they can make an income while making an impact. I am so excited to introduce you guys to my friend. We are going to chat about the three things that you need in order to launch, and I cannot wait. So let's dive in, and without further ado... Welcome to the show, my friend, Nicole. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower. Because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to the Busy Hi, Years podcast, so where you. motherhood so and here. business Oh, meet. me too. I'm Come so excited for you to share your story of where you were a year ago to where you are today. It's so yeah. amazing and crazy and the growth. And I think that you are for sure one of those people that can give the testimony of, I was in corporate America. And I side hustled my way to quitting and now have staff and all of this. And it's just been amazing to watch. So I'm so excited for you to share. So why don't you give everyone a little bit of background of who you are and what you did and where you are now? Yeah, totally. Thank you for that. It's been a whirlwind to say the least. And honestly, like just so grateful to all that God has laid in front of me and just continuing to trust in his plans and really trust in like, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to just be patient, trust the process, move forward and whatever happens, happens. So that's truly a testament of my entire story for this past year that I'll dive into. Um, But I run a marketing and branding agency called The Brand Vibe and I help um, entrepreneurs and personal brands to market their stories and to launch their digital products in a nutshell. I offer one-on-one coaching as um, a business coach for people who are really looking to put together a killer marketing plan, really put the brand foundation in place for who they are and what they want to do in their business. And then also uh, create a plan to really launch their services and start to make money within their businesses. So one of the unique things I think that um, I'm really excited about cultivating within um, the Brand Vibe Agency is that it is this hybrid feel of both business coaching 
that is done with you where it's strategy based and mindset driven and all of that. Um, but also launch um, assets and agency services and branding and logos and all of these done for you services within there too. So it's a really great combination um, that I'm excited to really step into and grow from here. So that part's going to be really cool. But but I didn't start here. And so it's really cool to see how it's evolved. And I just, I can't even imagine where it's going to be even a year from now. It's going to be pretty cool to reflect back and, and see. <laughs> I love your story. I would love for you to touch on, because I think so many, so often a new entrepreneur thinks that they have to create something totally new. And from like even what they were doing in their nine to five job that they have to create right. something totally new and you took yeah. what you were doing and expanded on it. So I would love for you to touch totally. on that and kind of talk to people about what were you doing and then what were you doing on the side and how did it become a full time? Yeah, for sure. So I'll start by saying that I have been a serial dreamer my whole life when it comes to entrepreneurship. My dad had multiple businesses growing up and he was one of those people where like he would start something and honestly it would fail and then he'd start something else and he was like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's expand here or let's grow in this way. And like he was just always this forward thinking kind of person. And um, at the same time, there's a whole a whole background story I could go into on that in terms of just like my upbringing and all of that. My parents divorced. It was um, just a really rough uh, time during, you know, as a child, but I would see my mom who was just hustling her little heart out to really provide for us and pay those bills as a single mom. And yet at the same time, I would, you know, have this, have this entrepreneurial spirit kind of built in me because of everything I had saw my dad doing and growing for so long. Um, so there's been this like, and tug in my life since I've graduated, to be frank, on, you know, get job security in the traditional sense of nine to five mm -hmm. and benefits so that you can provide for your family. You never have to be without, like you have stability there, um, but also follow your dreams and your hearts and you can do your own thing, but also you're a mom. So can mm -hmm. you do all of that while still being present with your children and yes. giving them the time they deserve? So I, um, I went into a nine to five corporate setting for since, since I graduated college, I was lucky enough to get a really great job out of college and just kind of climbed the corporate ladder pretty quickly. I was vice president um, of a Fortune 500 company by the age of 25 years old. I then moved into director of marketing and creative director and I've had just really incredible high level positions for some time but I was a working mom forever. And there's always a sacrifice that comes with that. And if you, as a mom, know that you're leaving your kids for X amount of times a week, whatever that tends to be, you want it to feel like you're, you're leaving for something you're passionate about and you're mm -hmm. leaving for something that is creating impact and is really multiplying the legacy you leave for your children and all of those really incredible things. And I just felt like I didn't have that in the corporate setting. So I kept trying to think of all these different businesses I could start. I was making fondant cakes for a season when like cake boss was a big thing. And um, I thought about, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm going to do an at-home daycare. And then I could spend time with my kids and other people's kids. And then I realized I really only like watching my own kids, not other people's kids. <laughs> just kidding. I love kids, <laughs> but it's a whole upbringing, right? So it was uh -huh. like, I would have all these ideas and I'd try to think about, you know, maybe I should try that. Maybe I should try that. And nothing really 
stuck, stuck with me. Um, and then last year around January, 2019, I lost my job. And so while I was trying to figure out the side hustle game while still working and climbing the corporate ranks, the company I was working for was having some PR issues at the top and they ended up shutting down out of nowhere. All of us had two days notice, 35 of us were let go and it was like the rug was pulled under me. And it was one of those pivotal moments in my life of just thinking, okay, Lord, I followed all of the right steps. Right. I did everything I was supposed to do is what I thought. And yet this is what happened. And now I look back at that and I see that it was the best blessing in disguise because everything that I've been able to accomplish since, like none of that would have came outside of that experience in that way. Um, but when I lost my job, it was one of those moments of like, okay, I thought about all these other businesses before and it hasn't stuck. Why is that? And I realized it's because I wasn't staying in my zone of genius and I wasn't focusing on what I was naturally good at and gifted it and the experience that I had and skill set I had cultivated over years, like 15 years of experience mm -hmm. in marketing and branding. And uh, why would I not do that? Like, why would I not stay in that lane? And I was passionate about it. But the difference is I was building other people's brands, like large corporations, even some mid-sized corporations. I wanted to help build the brands of people like you and I people who moms who were just super passionate about wanting to create legacy and wanting to um, provide something more for their kids, but on their terms in their own way and kind of build their own job security. And that's when I, that's when the brand vibe concept really came to life. It was like, okay, I'm going to use the skill set that I have been cultivating for 15 years for corporations. And I'm going to equip women like me who absolutely have value to add and a direction to go and a passion that they want to focus on they just, just need some guidance along the way to really put them on the right track and that's where it all came from yes oh i love like <laughs> i just love how there's this whole new movement of women realizing that you can be more than a mom and you don't have to be tied to a nine to five that like yeah. and i'm trying to come up with a name for it because people ask <laughs> do you work or do you stay at home and i've been saying I'm a hybrid but I want to find I word because it, it's either like a working mom or a stay-at-home mom but I'm both so I'm trying right. to that word you know the right word what do we call these I don't people? know business what? building mom I don't know yeah. brand moms we'll have to figure it out <laughs> yeah but I can totally relate to how you were feeling and I'm sure so many moms can that work and drop their kids at daycare and go to a job that maybe doesn't fulfill them or like you said, it is a, it's a trade-off for something. And I can remember before I left corporate America, there were like days where I was sitting at my desk where, you know, you have days that are just not as busy as some others and I wouldn't have much to do. And those days would make me so mad. And one of my friends was like, I don't yeah. understand what your problem is. Like you're not having to work that hard today. And I was like, because my son's sitting at daycare while I'm sitting and required to be at my desk. And I have nothing to do or like I, yeah. because I was a high capacity, I got all my stuff done in the morning. So I'm gonna be like, so can I leave now? Because there's nothing else right. for me to do today. Yeah, exactly. And that's where like, I realized I was like, there's more to life than this. There's gotta be more. I can't mm -hmm. be tied to a desk and ask, ask if I can go to the school, whatever it is during the day or the, the school oh, party. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Okay. And I do feel like, you know, even through, um, cause we're in July of 2020, which is kind of crazy. Like, I feel like this year has felt like six years of my life with everything that has happened <laughs> in COVID. But I think so many moms have been feeling this way for so long. And I've actually been seeing more and more since COVID of people recognizing like being at home and working from home. And like, to your point, if I'm high capacity and achiever, I can get my stuff done and still be able to be with my kids and be home with them. And so as things get back to normal, whatever normal will be and when, I just think this opportunity, again, blessings in disguise, um, are going to show so many more people that, yeah, this is the lifestyle that I want to create. And now I want to do it on something I'm passionate about that I'm going to build in my way on my own terms and still be able to continue being a mom at home with them. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like I, yeah. that is what I feel like I see too. So yeah, well, I am so excited to talk about today. You're going to talk about launching and your three Yay. magic M's of launching. <laughs> I feel like you are the launching queen, the copyright. Oh, thank queen. you. Like it's just, <laughs> I love everything that you, I always see you put out when it comes to launching or your clients. Oh, you're so, so sweet. I'm excited for you to dive in and tell us about your three M's. Yeah, it's funny. I was um, thinking about this and it just happened to be three M's, but I think that's also the marketer in me. Like I can't help but have a theme to everything. <laughs> so that's, that's how it ended up turning out. But I'm going to jump in and talk a little bit about like messy action, um, the marketing behind launching and really the mindset. Um, and to tie that all up, just add the other M, how that all pertains to motherhood as well. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to jump into that. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't start with this business and thinking like, I'm going to focus on launch strategy that actually ended up being what it evolved into. And that is part of like the messy action point that I want to make as you're thinking about this. First, let me just start with if you're totally unfamiliar with the term launching, launching basically is selling something new that you have built. So whether that is a new coaching service or a new digital product, like a course or a membership program, or hey, a new podcast, if you're starting it, you want to launch it, is the phrase we use, um, in a way that is going to highlight your message to as many people as possible so that you can sell as much as you can or bring in and grow as big of an audience as you can. So it's just a a kind of marketing online industry phrase for Mm -hmm. going out and telling people about the new thing that you're doing. So when we talk about um, launching in particular with your, you know, your new thing, your, your podcast, your course, your um, brand all together. If you're starting off off the bat and you just want people to know this is what I'm doing now, it all starts with messy action. And here's the biggest reason why that's the case. When you're connecting your services to your audience, you can't guess what they need. You need to research, you need to ask questions, you need to use your skill set, your expertise, piece it all together. But most often, you're going to get your best feedback and your best kind of market research and assessments from just taking action and hearing what is resonating with people, what isn't resonating with people, what's resonating with yourself, and what do you love to do, what do you not love to do. And sometimes, especially as, um, I don't know, I'm going to say like as women, as moms, or maybe this is just my personality, but I often feel like I have to have everything in order first, right? Like before I put anything out there, I just want to make sure that things are in order and that it makes sense and I'm thoughtful about it and 
ultimately at a certain point that's beneficial at a certain point it's not and we then in those moments have to ask ourselves like am I not putting this out there saying anything to anyone or moving forward because I'm not quote-unquote ready or because I'm scared because Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could actually do this because I don't want to have rejection because I feel like an imposter because we're dealing with these limiting beliefs and yet we allow those to get ahead of us So if it really is like, yes, there's a method to launching in an effective way for sure, but that's not a like six month plan. That's like a Mm -hmm. six week plan. Let's put Mm -hmm. this together. Sometimes even less of like, all right, we're going to be intentional and thoughtful, but we're going to take messy action, see what resonates most with people and just get moving so that we don't let time allow us to spiral down the limiting beliefs that our mind will end up turning us into. Yeah. And I even think sometimes the longer you give yourself to do something, then you like put it off or you just don't do it. And it's so funny how you say you're like the, you want everything to be perfect. And I'm totally the opposite. Like I do want things to be perfect (laughs) to a point, but I'm also the like, well, here we go. We're going to jump and there's no net, but we'll find our way on the end. Like starting this podcast, it was like two weeks before I was like, I'm going to launch my podcast May 4th. And people are like, what? And I was like, and it was like, you know, mid April. And I was like, yep, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. (laughs) And it works. And that's just how I am. But I'm sometimes I'm like, Maybe I should think through some of this a little bit more to have a plan. <laughs> but like, I'll just be like, well, I'm going to start hosting these things and here we go. Yeah, honestly, like these are, those are the best ways to do it for sure. Like being able to take messy action means that you're giving yourself an opportunity to like practice what you preach. You're like really stepping into the lane that you think you're real passionate about. But again, you just don't know until you get there. And that's kind mm-hmm. of the beauty of entrepreneurship in general and owning our own businesses or side hustles is you have full reign and authority to pivot as you'd like, but you won't actually know where or how to do that until you start to take some action. Right. Or till you try. And like we talked about before yeah. we got on, like I've tried a few things. I was like, I don't like that. And I don't want to do it. So I just yeah. don't do that. You know, like then you just pivot. Right. Like, okay. Well, what, what would make me feel happy in this or what part of that do I like? And what part of it do I not like? And then pivot from there. Yes, for sure. Ready is a lie for sure. And Mm -hmm. really thinking about the whatever it is that you are in the process of creating and wanting to put out into the world. I think the biggest thing is like put on a post-it note, take messy action and just have them in front of you because as things are coming together, it's this constant reminder of like this email doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to have this website even set up. Like I don't Mm -hmm. have to have a six month plan for a podcast and all these interviews lined up, I could just decide I'm going to do the most of it as you move forward. Mm-hmm. And even if you are like me, of someone who it does like to have things in order and, and has that perfectionism kind of like uh, crippledness, if you will, because sometimes that can really cripple us from taking action. Um, even with that, like there, you need to set a time frame for yourself and you need to say, okay, I'm going to do this and it's going to take me one month. And by one month, I'm taking messy action no matter what. So whatever that time frame is, the goal is be dedicated to doing something. Don't give yourself too much time to talk yourself out of it at the end of yes. the day. <laughs> yes. Okay. So tell us what the next M is. Okay, great. So here's the next thing. 
once you're determined and you're like, okay, I'm going to just use an example of like creating an online course, right? Let's say that you're creating an online course. You're like, I'm doing it. I'm going for it by um, one month from now, whatever that date is, I'm going to launch this course. You really want to think about the marketing side of things. There is something to be said for the strategy behind the action that you're taking. And there are some really simple ways to incorporate things um, long-term to grow your audience and to be able to build momentum in all the best ways. Um, but without getting into everything, the one that I absolutely love the most is content marketing. So Michelle, you and I are on a podcast right now, right? Like this mm -hmm. is marketing for you, marketing for me. We're having conversation. If you have a blog, if you are on social media, if you have an email list, content marketing is essentially using your words to connect with your audience in a way that builds that no like and trust factor so that when you do launch your thing, your new business, your new podcast, your new online course, you have an audience you've cultivated, you've built relationships with, who are paying attention to you, who trust you, who are leaning in and want to get to know what it is you're doing and are curious enough to either buy from you, work with you, or refer you, or cheerlead you on the whole way through, you know? And I'll take any one of those four with anybody that I'm building a relationship with, because all of those matter so much. And so really your, like your words matter, your story matters and being able to connect people to your heart and to your story and to why you're doing the things that you're doing. And then using that as you're creating content, that is the best way by far to build credibility, authority, visibility, all of the things, massive trust so that it makes when you're launching your thing that much easier to do. So of all the things in marketing I could have named, I mean, that by far is the best one. And what I love about that too is that it's so versatile. If you are a writer and you love blogging, let that be your platform. If you are a great interviewer, like you are, like make podcasting your platform. If you love YouTube, make that your thing. Mm -hmm. So I love that it's like, just find your thing and go after it and just start to share who you are and connect with people on another level. Yes. Like that is like all of me to my core because you know, <laughs> people think that, okay, I have to create all this amazing content for Instagram and I have to blog and do all of those things. When in reality, like just pick the thing that you're good at and sprinkle in the rest. So like for me, yeah. like this blog, like this is my jam. This and video is 100% yeah. my jam, but blogging is not. So I have somebody yeah. who listens to this podcast and I will let everyone in on the secret. She writes the podcast notes because it's ah, not perfect. my thing, but you know, yeah. you find people that it works better for someone else to do that because it's not coming up with any new creative content for the blog. It's literally the content yeah. we have talked about and someone putting it into word form and someone else is better at that than me. You know, and then it's that. just using like what we talk about in the podcast. And then I create that into Instagram posts and in two different mm -hmm. ways on my two different platforms. So I love that so much. So there's two things you actually mentioned in there that I just want to highlight in case it kind of snuck back to your um, audience. So 
you talked about outsourcing and you talked about repurposing content. And both of those are so important as you're growing your business, as you're prepping for a launch, you are not in this alone. You're not in this alone. And so even though you may feel like, you know, I am watching the kids and I'm working and I'm trying to build this side hustle and I don't have a huge community of people like me that I could go to, or um, I don't have money to invest in the help or whatever the case is, you have to do a kind of a time exchange assessment on how many hours are you going to spend doing the thing that you don't really love mm-hmm. and what could you have been doing instead is that worth paying someone $20 an hour to get that done for you or is that worth saying I just am not going to write blogs because I'm just going to be on podcasts whatever that ends up being so mm-hmm. really kind of stepping back and reminding yourself that you can't do this all alone and Man, I think that we just learned so much. Um, again, I don't know if it's me or moms. I think this one is for sure, just moms in general. Like we learn a multitask like a boss. Like we have so many things that we have to do. We are taking care of the kids and working um, full time or part time, or we're like taking care of the house and cooking dinner and coordinating everything and schedules and school and hey, e-learning. Let's add that to it. Like <laughs> all these different things, and um, you know, we we you just get used to hand doing so many things ourselves. And it's so important to have a mindset of, hold on, my time is valuable. And if I could outsource this thing to somebody else and just recruit some help in this area, then that's worth it. So Mm -hmm. that part I love so much where you're like, hey, I'm in my zone of genius. I record my podcast. And because I don't want to spend my time sitting down and writing, it's not my thing. I'm not happy about it. You like Marie Kondo'd your way out of that situation and pass that on to someone who can write your blog for you. And I love that so much. Um, So yeah, huge tip there. And then you also talked about repurposing content. And that's a really important thing too. So not only is it as simple as picking your one lane, your one content lane that you are gravitating towards. Again, you know, podcasts, if you like um, audio or YouTube, if you like video is great and um, blogs are good, social media, email marketing, all of that. Um, but you also want to repurpose as much as possible. So this one podcast episode, you guys will probably see, Michelle will record the podcast episode. It'll end up being a blog. She'll have an Instagram and Facebook post on it to promote it. She'll have probably some things in her stories as well. And maybe even an email that goes out all from one, you know, 45 minute conversation that we're Mm -hmm. having today. So really trying to repurpose all of our content and work smarter, not harder helps to take a lot of the stress out as we're building businesses and raising families. Mm-hmm, 100%. And another thing I think I would like to touch on, like where you had talked about as moms, we're doing so many things and juggling all the things. And I would like to hear what you think on this as I've been kind of coaching women through all of this. A lot of the big business coaches who they didn't have kids when they started their businesses. You hear a lot of the coaching of do absolutely everything until you can't. And I feel like moms feel like they have to do every single piece. And I think as women, mom, business owners, you have to realize that you are probably going to have to outsource something sooner than somebody who does not have kids is going to have to do that. Um, And sometimes I feel like people think that, well, I have to keep all of this so close for so long because that's what all these other people did. And to realize that 
where they were in their story and where you are are two total different places. Do your kids love getting mail? I know mine do. Every day they run out to the mailbox, check the mail, look for their names, and see if there's something that was sent to them in the mail that day. Quite often they come back and tell me, oh mom, it's more bills, or here's some more papers. Do you want me to throw this in the trash? But it is so exciting to them when they get their own mail, or even better, when it's an entire package. With both of their names addressed to them, it makes them so happy and excited. I mean, who doesn't love happy mail? I signed my kids up for Allison Carter Celebrates Memories and Moments boxes. Each month, we get a holiday-themed box that's shipped to our door with DIY decor, crafts, activities, table supplies, recipes, and more. And my boys are so excited every month to open up their box and see what fun Allison has created for us that month. The thing that I love about the boxes is that there's no need to collect any extra supplies. If you're going to need it for the craft or the activity, Allison has put it in the box. So all you need to do is open it and create some amazing memories with your family. And best part, Allison even lets us take credit of being the rock star moms. You can go to allisoncartercelebrates.com to get your first memories and moments box and use the code busy years to get free shipping on your first box. Again, you can go to allisoncartercelebrates.com and use the code busy years. I can't wait to see the fun crafts and activities you and your kids do together. Completely. The biggest thing with that is like, you know, we really do have to think about the sacrifice we are choosing to make by holding on to something and dedicating our time to it away from our children versus outsourcing and recruiting help. And I think that's a different type of mindset that you have to have as a mother that you don't always have to think about when you're not a mom because you, your sacrifices really are very personal. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. going to sacrifice time or do all of the things myself, it's mainly affecting me or maybe you and your spouse if you're married. But when you have kids, you recognize it affects your children too. So it's kind of that same concept that I was sharing in the beginning of like, if I'm going to leave my house every day for going to a nine to five job, it has to feel like it's worth my time and that it's worth the sacrifice. And even though you may be building a business that you're super passionate about, if you're doing things that you're not super passionate about, and you can outsource that to someone and spend an hour jumping on the trampoline with your kids or, you know, hanging out and not feeling stressed out trying to manage all the household things, then that's probably time well spent that Mm -hmm. you would be willing to sacrifice for some help. So I think we look at things in terms of like we weigh our time in different ways as we should. And because of that, we need to not be afraid to ask for help and to seek out help sooner than later if if we're able to, financially able to in those areas. It's just worth it. It's worth pausing and growing even at a slower pace by having help along the way and still making sure that you are prioritizing what's most important to you than it is to say, I'm going to you know, push so hard and I'm going to work 40, 60 hours this week and I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to grow and scale to X amount. But you're sacrificing the thing that your whole reason why you're building this to begin with, with that time with your family. So yeah. It's important to think about all of that. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue into, I know your third M was mindset. 
So what mindset do we have to have around our launch? So launching is honestly mindset is so critical with everything, but especially when you're jumping into your launch, it is a mindset game, like the energetics, the vibe that you have around it, just what your focus is on needs to be so centered because there is so much pressure that just naturally happens uh, that we put on ourselves because we put our heart and soul. Oftentimes we're putting our heart and soul behind the thing that we're creating. And we also have been battling limiting beliefs the entire time as we're creating. Is this going to resonate with people? What if they don't like it? Can I reach my goals? What is this going to look like? And so you're every day you're overcoming something and pushing forward and you're getting to this point where you're like, I'm ready. I'm launching. Like, here's my time frame. And then the cart opens or the day comes and you make your big announcement and maybe you get some people who are excited, but don't actually purchase or you get Mm -hmm. um, nothing. Like you just kind of hear crickets. No one replies to that email that you spent so much time on doing, or no one's buying your thing that you're putting out there. And we can so quickly start to spiral on that day one, um, all the way through the rest of the time that we're selling and talking and promoting that thing in such a a negative way. And so Mm -hmm. being able to have the right mindset going into it um, on what is your goal for this launch beyond the monetary thing? So yes, we all have a goal of like, I'm going to book one one-on-one client. I'm going to get X amount of um, people who are listening to the podcast. I'm going to um, make $10,000 from this launch. That's my goal when I sell this thing. Cool. That's great. That's important. But also, what are the other goals that you want to set for yourself that drive you forward in your business and in life? Things like, I'm going to show up every single day on stories live just so that I can add value to my audience. And if I could just do that, then that would be great. I am going to um, approach each day of this launch with a positive, grateful mindset. Even if things aren't going my way, even if I'm not getting the sales, even if I don't hit my monetary number or goal, I'm going to be grateful for the opportunity to have done this before. Like, What are those intangible goals? that you can stay focused on that will center your mindset in such a positive way so that you're serving and adding value and personally growing in your own development. And, um, and then everything else kind of comes from there. If you could stay focused on that throughout from the moment you announce it to the moment you're you know, stopping promotion, closing the cart, whatever mm-hmm. it is you're doing, that is going to totally shift and change the game during that period where you're not launching from a place of stress, you're launching from a place of rest. Yes, I 100%. There's like so many things in there. I'm like, we could go down a whole <laughs> rabbit hole of how I feel about when people launch and in the middle and, the, and, the, and the, all the strategy behind that oh and why God. you can't freak out when nobody buys. Yes. Days. <laughs> you know, at the end, but it is, it's 100% true. Cause I know when I've had friends that are launching and they call me and they're like, it's not working. No one's buying. And I'm like, well, are you talking about it? Remember what our goal is here. Like you have to just remember why we're doing this. Keep going forward that you are, you wanted six, you're at two, you're going to get there. You know, it's just remembering like that whole piece that it is, it is such, I think launching is such a it's like a mindset game, but it's like remembering that it's not a sprint, but it's a marathon of through. And even though like you're going to close that cart, then it's still a marathon of like the mindset of getting everything moving forward for what you actually launched. Because so often people think that 
they launch and then they're going to get to it and they're like, okay, it's over. Well, no, no, no. This is <laughs> no, just the beginning. That was like the hot lap. <laughs> like that now yeah. it's the race to finish uh, what you actually are going to provide. Um, yeah. So it is like the mindset in it and having a place of confidence before you launch is important too. Yeah, totally. And I love how you talked about like, once you close your cards, it's not the end of it. That Like this is literally just the beginning of everything because now you're serving your people that had enough faith in you to purchase from you and to grow with you. And listen, a lot of times we let those monetary numbers really um, mask the true opportunity that we have with the people that did come. So if your goal was to help six people, and even if in the end you only had two people who joined you, those two people are going to get served in such a tremendous way. You're going to get incredible social proof and testimonials from these two people as they work through you. That is going to propel you on your next launch. You have no idea the amount of referrals that can lead to the growth you can have during that time. And heck, you're impacting two people's lives in a totally different way that you wouldn't have before. So even within that, when you may not have reached your highest goals, being able to say, okay, the cart closed and I killed my goals or I didn't kill my goals. The point is I'm going to show up for whoever did sign up for the thing and wants to work with me in a way that I would have had I like, whether, whether I made a hundred dollars, $10,000 or a hundred thousand dollars, like I'm showing up for that person the same either way. And again, that's a mindset thing. So really going into it from a heart and a place of like gratitude and understanding to your point that this is not a marathon or this is not a sprint. This is a marathon and that this is just the beginning you're running a business, you're not running a business just to get through one launch. Like you're running a business to be able to like get through years and years. And so this is just one part of your total business plan and your growth opportunities. And you just got to keep refining and growing and pushing forward from there. Yes, 100%. Okay. Is there anything else in launching in any, any more M's that we need to know? <laughs> I don't know about the ads, but that's kind of the gist of it. I think I, you know, there's so many other things with launching that do matter. Um, things like, you know, your email sequence and what that's going to look like and your sales page and like all of the tactical things going into it and your offer itself. Like we talked a lot about, and I won't dive into offers, but we talked a lot about how to launch the thing. I hope you're really thinking about how the thing you're creating is going to connect with your audience and really resonate with them. So I think in all of those steps and in everything that you're doing, just keep your ideal client top of mind. Just keep that person in your head. I, I love to like personify my ideal client, like actually just think mm -hmm. of a person. My girl's name is Lola. And so like I'm constantly have Lola in my head on what she's into and what resonates with her. What are her pain points? What are her hopes and dreams? How is what I'm doing helping to make her life better? How is my sales page going to resonate with her? How is it going to pierce her soul? How is it going to allow her to connect with me in such a great way? As long as that person is top of mind in your content marketing, in your launching, as you're creating your thing, your offer, then everything else you do is just going to flow easily and it's going to feel that much more personal to the person on the other side who's reading everything that you're sending over. So in mm -hmm. everything that we're doing, above all things, like keep your person in mind, focus on serving them and connecting to them and everything else will fall into place. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all your information and tying it so well into motherhood and how women of my audience might be feeling when it comes to launching. Um, 
I just know they're going to get so much value out of this episode. The last question I always ask people is if you could go back and give the Nicole that had, <laughs> I, you have all boys. So I know that they yes. were all wild <laughs> like mine. Um, and you are now out of the little years or you're just exiting them with your youngest. So if you yeah. could go back and tell the Nicole that had all the tiny wild boys, some advice of to get her through, what would you say? Oh man, I definitely still have wild boys. They're just not as tiny anymore, which makes me sad. So yeah, I have three boys that are all in the grade school age and my oldest is just getting into that preteen year and middle school, which is a whole other thing. Um, I have like two main things that come to mind. The first one is, I, I know that you probably hear this all the time, but every single season of motherhood is special in its own way. And I remember being in the years of thinking, oh man, I can't wait for the day that my kids can take their own bath. Like the relief that I'm going to feel when they can jump in that shower and do their thing. Yeah. It's like these small little milestones. Um, once you get to that stage, there's something else that comes up and something else that comes up. And right now I'm, I'm looking at preteen years and thinking like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get through this stage now. What is this? look like but you know five years from now I'm going to be looking back at this moment and saying I wish I had those preteen years back or I wish mm -hmm. I had those little years back so give yourself all the grace in the world as you're dealing with all of this it's okay to think like oh man when are things are going to get easier like a thousand percent natural to do that but just recognize and reflect on the fact that every single phase of motherhood is going to create unique memories that you're never going to be able to take back or to recreate again so really mm -hmm. enjoying as many of those special moments as you can and then the second thing to that is making sure that you're prioritizing yourself at the end of the day. It is so easy to put yourself at the bottom of the list when you are looking out for your child's best interest. I mean, I remember my kids at two years old and I'm like, okay, my entire goal today is to keep them alive. Like they're getting into everything, you know, like don't fall down the stairs, don't eat something random. <laughs> I want to keep you healthy and alive today. Yes. And so um, <laughs> we're just constantly pouring into our littles in such incredible ways. And then the house and cooking and spouses and work and all of these things. We are at the bottom of the list nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10. And it's mm -hmm. so important to remember that your family needs you to prioritize yourself. They need you to chase your passions and to do what sets your soul on fire. They need you to take that break, have that girls night or Zoom call now with your glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> quarantine. Um, but just be able to have like really build in some time for that self-care so that you can give back from a full cup rather than an empty cup and do the best you can with those, you know, with that opportunity given to you. Yeah, I can relate to that so much because I'm in that like, I'm, we're not exiting the little years, but we're in this like different phase of the little years of it's like, please don't fall out of that tree again and break your arm again. Like, you know, like you're still <laughs> exactly. keeping them alive, but it's not like, I'm not worried about what's going in your yeah. mouth. Now I'm worried about what you're going to do in the tree or yeah. on the bike. Or... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you oh, so much for sharing all of your wisdom and everything that you shared with the community. If they want to connect with you after this episode, where can they find you? 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun having these conversations. I feel like we can do this all day long. So you're mm -hmm. definitely in your zone of genius, Michelle. You're doing <laughs> exactly what you're meant to do. So it's been an honor to be here. You guys are welcome to follow me over at The Brand Vibe pretty much on every platform. So thebrandvibe.com, The Brand Vibe on Instagram, on Facebook. I have a Facebook community right now um, that you could find just by searching for The Brand Vibe. So if that's your thing, feel free to connect with me and let me know that you found me from Michelle's podcast. I would love to say hi and um, just get to know you more. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. Thank you. Good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode's show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at michelleannhagan. Or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. For this episode's show notes and all past episode show notes, head to michelleannhagan.com slash podcasts. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.